Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 98 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Ben. This is Dave. Just kidding. I sent you a <laughs> I sent you a text this week. Or I, I actually I sent a tweet out this week that said simply uh oh no, I forget what the guy's name is. What's the guy uh, that played Bane? From What's the guy that played name? Bane? Tom Hardy. I sent a tweet out this week that said Tom Hardy like kicked ass in the drop or was amazing in the drop. Mm-hmm. Then I went to sleep. I disagree with that. And I woke up the next day and I, I, I think I talked to you about it. Uh, we, we took our kids somewhere and we were talking about it and I said, he's special needs, right? In that movie. And I think that you were like, <laughs> no, I, he's not special needs. And then I thought, well, I mean, it's just too hard for me to go back and delete that tweet. I'll just leave it and see what happens. And nothing happened, but he's, with him not being special needs, he that was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought he was like as dumb as Rocky. Like he's supposed to be like like a punchy, uh, like like probably not in the same class as everybody, but not like a different bus, not like classified, but obviously just super. I don't know. Like, I, All right, so is it, if, maybe not special needs, but like some kind of needs not quite special but like you know just needs He's right needs the kind of kid who would eat a piece of dog shit for a buck on the playground the kind of kid who still hangs out with you and everybody makes fun of him like he's not special needs but in truth like maybe right before people started really realizing there was a need to separate yeah. like there's special yeah. needs then there's your buddy and then there's everybody else and they're <laughs> like well we don't have enough chairs in the special needs room so this guy's <laughs> gonna get sort of uh no child left behind it like the dude that you party with in high school but like you always notice that dude's a little off, and you think maybe he just smokes a lot of pot or something. And it, but it turns out that he's gone to a different high school, and the whole time he was in special class. And you go, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have right said that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but hey, if, you know, you're hanging out in the regular room. So how do I know? So this movie, The Drop, came out last year, and it's got. Uh, I think it's James Gandolfini's last movie, correct? Hmm, yes. Well, but, yeah, of course. Without any real looking into it, that's what we're gonna say. Gotta be. Uh, so it's him and Tom Hardy and Dude, then nobody else that I he's know. He's made more stuff is it posthumously <laughs> yes. than, than Tupac. I swear to <laughs> God, like that dude died and it was like, he's in every other movie. He had a lot of stuff in the shoot. Like Paul Walker, I saw a trailer for the new Fast and Furious and it just coincidentally, like he's in every scene of this trailer. It used to be all Vin Diesel and explosions and it's like, oh, Paul Walker's in it too, I guess. But now it's nothing but slow close-up shots of Paul. That's all I got. With one tear. Right. Coming out, like I guess, I guess he's in every scene. He must have filmed a lot. So this movie, basically, uh, I don't care if this is a spoiler or not. This is what we do here. Uh, if it's in, if it's at the red box, then that doesn't count. So me. basically, what happens is it's a they, they own this bar. Gandolfini is the cousin of the special needs Tom Hardy character, and they are a drop off location for the Chechnyan mafia. Uh, so basically, they they hold all the the money for gambling at yeah. their bar. So everybody comes in and makes bets and they hold the money and then the mafia comes in and, and takes that money, but they're the bank. Sidebar to that, like if you keep making movies with different 
ethnicities of mobs. I'll keep believing that each one has one. Like I didn't know there was a Chesney mob, but like the well, next the Russians. One, is that what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but still, like if you made another movie that was like, oh, the Polish mob controls this part of town, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's. I forgot about. <laughs> that's that. true. I forgot about. Those well, they got to mix awesome. it up because it's like you know you don't want to do. That's the the one non cliche non cliche thing. It's like we've done you know how many Irish mob we've done yeah. how many Italian mob. Uh, Israeli mob is next. I put them They're all pretty in, fearsome. So. In, there's the Yakuza, which I learned from Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah, and, and then I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, they're going to be like, do the Nicaraguan mob controls this part of Boston. El Salvadorian. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, obviously everybody has some sort of a criminal element from these foreign <laughs> countries, but the, the, the Chechnyans or the Russians, that's like uh, the that's like the big power now. Okay. So anyway, uh, Somebody decides to rip off this bar, obviously, but you know that's going to happen because people know that's where everybody goes to drop off their gambling money. And who's going to, uh, as long as you can circumvent getting killed by the mob or getting caught, they're not going to call the cops. So it's a pretty, it's 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 a risky venture, but a yeah. lot gained Risk if you can reward. get away with it. So yeah. um, I'm not going to go into how, how it all plays out, but I just don't understand if you have the special needs Tom Hardy character, why is he one of the people in charge of protecting the the bank? I don't know. I know that I'm not good at reviewing movies. That's pretty much been shown on the show a lot. But I will say that if you have that many good actors in a movie and you can't understand who, if um, well, who else was in it? I don't know. The that's chick what that says. was in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Right, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I, okay. At least you have two. What I assume are you know pretty good actors in it. Yes. And, and if I don't know what your character's about, if he's special needs or not, I don't know if your guy's supposed to be tough or not. Like, I didn't know who was doing... I'm like, so this dude's getting bullied by another guy, and there's something Who's to do not... With doesn't look that tough. And no. definitely the special needs Tom Hardy, I felt like... <laughs> special needs or not, I still felt like the way he carried himself was a dude, like you said, sort of a punchy, but at the same time could take care There's of himself. a bartender in a tough part of town. You'd think he could, yeah, handle and, But you get the impression by the way he sort of carries himself that he's fearful, and he's sort of like a... It's, yeah. it's, it's very... It's almost like a movie where they, uh, you know, one of these series is like The Killing, where they keep on setting you up to believe that this person's the killer and this person's the killer. It's like they yeah. keep throwing you off. But the whole time in this movie, I'm like, okay, this guy's a bitch. And at the end of the movie, obviously, you already know that he's not going to be a bitch. You, it's just, you know it. Yeah, yeah because it's like he doesn't look like a bitch. He doesn't act like a bitch. The only thing that's bitchy about him are like the words that he's saying. Half a chromosome off. Well, that too. But I mean, like the lines that he's saying is like, well, I don't want any problems. It's like, well, you look like you do. And you look like you could handle it if you did. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, they 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 put this like dog element into it, where he's an like the, an animal lover over everything yeah. else, and you know, it, it just it's very convoluted. Ultimately, I didn't know what was going on, like at all. Yeah, I mean, how how many? Uh, just on the face of it, how many crushed Pabst Blue Ribbon cans would you give this movie? I give this movie uh, one and a half Molsons. <laughs> That's what I give. So it. on the uh, if we convert that to Canada. That's what three Pabst Blue oh, it's Ribbon. It's going to be inflated to two and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. two and a half PBR. Seems about right. Uh, I Out will, of five, I you know what. If I, my inflation rate's off, I'm going to go. I will it. say the payoff was pretty decent as far as violence goes, but that's really it. That's you know what I mean? There was a me, there was a yeah. cool violent scene, but you saw it coming from a mile away. So if the movie the movie was completely either either you saw it as completely predictable, like I did. And that they tried to hide the fact that it wasn't predictable by making a guy that was the only prediction was is this guy full retarded or half retarded? I was like, there's got to be a twist, or else yeah, like, I don't. But there wasn't really. No, there wasn't. 
And then, you know, at the end, it's like, do you want to come on board with us? And he's like, all right. I wasn't sure if James Gandolfini was tough. I wasn't sure if yeah. Tom Hardy was tough. Well, I think you're supposed to get the impression that James Gandolfini used to be a guy that could hold his head up around town. He was a, he was a known well, they guy. They that out, yeah. But in the mob, from everything we know, everything I've read, everything we've seen, Grand Theft um, Auto. You, don't, you don't get to a place in the mob where you get older and you get less respect. So I don't understand that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I used to hold my, I used to be somebody. It's like, well, what did you do to where you're not somebody? If you were that big, how did you get, like... They say he, like, tried to have, he tried to have, like, a little mob thing. And then the real mob came in and basically pushed him off. And so he felt like a punk. So I got want, that part. I just didn't understand the words anyone was saying. <laughs> and they, and he was supposed so to So chalk it up to two Tom Hardy movies. And maybe it wasn't just the, uh, the, you <laughs> know, like, the volume level. Like a girl with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> and I couldn't tell. He's supposed to be from, like, New York. I think, right? It was in a New York movie. Well, he didn't even try to have an accent, so... It, he did, but I don't know what it was. And then the other girl's like a, from Finland or Iceland or something. No, she was a Russian. But I That's mean, in real life. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell what the hell... Yeah, when you get Gandalfini, Eastern European... Gandalfini was the only one that sounded like he was from New York. I don't know. That's what I get for watching. Uh, and he was actually trying to have a Phoenix accent. So that that's the craziest <laughs> part. I was like, it's, it reeks of Mesa. <laughs> Ultimately, I would say that if you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend the movie to anybody at nope. all. Nope, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. I did see, however, um, Fury. I saw it last night. Mm. Did you see it? No, I have not. Oh, it's it. awesome. I feel like I just saw enough still shots of Brad Pitt's hair, haircut. Oh, it was amazing. True story. Last haircut I got, I literally took that picture did of you... him. I took his. My wife cuts my hair. And she's like, well, what do you want to do with it? I took this and I said, can you make it look like this, but like real life? Like, make it look like this, but we're in the real world. Like, let's chill out. I can't just show up with it all crazy. Like, I have a job to go to. You know what I mean? I can't look like... That's the haircut I have. No. Except the part's not so... My part's super. It's like like tomahawk. Like, it could fit in. He could be a cage fighter or like an Indian. Like Chuck Liddell. Or World War II. (laughs) You know, you don't know. But anyways... I feel like I've seen enough pictures uh, of that, and I've seen enough Shia LaBeouf movies to get the gist of it without I, no, even watching. I, I wouldn't agree. I would tell you that that probably was like, uh, Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, I'm just not down with it. I, I And I heard that he pulled his own tooth out for the movie with the pliers. And, that doesn't you know, make the movie any better. I'm just saying, like, I heard a bunch of... But then I heard people saying, like, like him or hate him. And this is what I hate when this happens. When people go, yeah, I, I really hate him, but uh, when you see this movie, you're really going to have to to give him the nod. And I'm like, not me. I don't. But I did. Uh, I've heard he was good I th- in it too. I, th- I thought he was but great. The movie's about Brad Pitt's haircut, though. Uh, ultimately, yes. But I've seen a lot of. I mean, th- this seems this is a very big trend to make movies about you know World War II or World War Time movies. There's I love a lot them of all, them. dude. I watch any World War II movie, and I would say that this one ranks right up. And I didn't see American Sniper, and I have zero want to see American Sniper. Not just because I heard zero want. I don't want. No, I have That's no interest weird. in that. Uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. But I saw this movie. Because it wasn't necessarily about the war. It was just about these people's story. And I know that your American Sniper is the same. Mm. But um, I just felt that, I don't know, it was a really great story. It was shot well. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome all the way around. I, would no say that, yeah, I do want to say that the only, the only downside is I heard that it doesn't do much. I heard it's dreadfully slow and just kind of rolls along. Yeah, it's de- I mean, it's definitely just a, like, I, w- I hate to call it a day in the life because it's longer than a day. But it's just sort yeah. of like back and forth experience of this group of people who are inside this tank. And it doesn't all take place inside the tank, but you know what I mean? Like it centers around these people's particular story and follows them. So it doesn't, 
there's not different groups that you go to and they join up with different platoons like you've seen in right, like, right, right. Saving Private like Ryan the tale of so many other people. Of a battle or, right. of, or of a short It's a tale of these war. people and their experience. So, yes, yeah, so I thought it was be better good. for me. But know. as far as American Sniper, uh, I, I heard awful reviews, not mixed. I heard no like. Kidding. I heard probably ninety percent of the people that saw it were like, "This is this movie is nowhere near where it was hyped to be." So then, where are we on Clint Eastwood? Because didn't he? I mean, I feel like he made a bunch of movies and it was like, "Wow, this dude knows how to make a movie." And then slowly, like maybe not so much. Well, right? I didn't see that movie, but I could say even like Trouble with the. Cur- I I don't. I'm trying to remember a Clint Eastwood movie that I didn't like. You know, I mean, I I, uh, what's I know the we one talked about, about the, what's the one about the reverse Karate Kid? It's like Karate Kid, but everything's reversed. Gran Torino. Yeah. Yeah, I would that say not good. No, it's not. It's that, bad. I would agree. Yeah. That's painful though, because I think that that's one of those movies, I guess, where I think that he was just saying like, well, a people are going to come see it because I directed it and B I've done this character so many times. It's a walk in the park. And it just, to me, it just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the overhyped and you know, overhyped, but was saying that, I think that, uh, American Sniper just doesn't interest me. I just don't care. And I think what did it for me was all the like the the pre movie release hype, and all these people that were coming out like super super pro America and super yeah. pro this guy Chris Kyle, which is great. But it's like, are we? I think that people wanted to like the movie just because they wanted to support Chris Kyle and they wanted to support the military, and then you had this other contingent. That was like this guy's a murderer, and and regardless of what he did, like it, it shouldn't overshadow the fact that he was just a a, a minister of death behind a you know a coward behind her. all that stuff that came out where both sides were fighting. And I was like, I just don't care. It's I'm really hard to it. enjoy a movie when you let all that other stuff. He is a hero m- in, in America. It. Congratulations! But yeah, I, I agree. I, was, I don't I don't want to watch the movie. I agree. Well, you don't. I mean, you don't have to. Like, I'll watch Heat again. You don't have to like want to hang out with the guy to think he's a hero. You know what I mean? A lot of people that we consider heroes. You probably wouldn't get along with, but you need them to do, you know, what they're doing. There's a lot of people out in the world that are doing stuff that you don't want to know, but it's what keeps us safe and keeps us. And, and, and that sometimes yeah, needs no to be left alone. But my thing is, like, even even that aside, like, I try to look at both sides and just enjoy it anyway. But I tried to start watching American Sniper the other day. But as I told you, somebody gave me a copy and they got it early or something like that. When you watch one of those like screeners, if if the video doesn't quite look sharp, and if was is it a screener or a bootleg, it says screener. Isn't it the same thing? No. no, because I think the screener says screener on the oh, actual thing. You mean like this? Like is there like a, a studio screeners? Like is there a camcord shot of somebody no. in your beehive haircut in the way? There's that the guy bootleg, coughing. but then there is other bootlegs where people download it like a torrent off the internet. This and the, the says quality. something at the bottom like screener, but it just looks. It doesn't look horrible, but it's off just enough to where I can't. You know, almost like when I say, like, when the movie looks too, like, when your high def's too nice, right. it looks like people dressed in costumes as opposed to, like, real things. So I watched about 20 minutes of it yesterday, and I was like, I have to watch the real movie or not watch it at all. So I backed off. So I don't know. But Clint Eastwood, I guess the jury's out. Is it? But just because of this one? No. I just mean, uh, what about, did you see Invictus or whatever? No. But, okay, so. What is that? I don't know. It's, uh. I don't know. Oh, that's Matt a soccer Damon movie. in it, and they play right. rugby or something like that. Yeah, that, that, again, it may be good, but just the whole idea of it is the I don't care. Changeling with Angelina Jolie. I love that movie. Really? Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's amazing. It's one of those movies that starts going one direction and it changes into a whole other movie. Like it's it's really good. Is it really? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yes. I I would recommend you see that. I'm just for sure. I'm just saying maybe his edge is getting a little bit dull. That's all. But I don't know. I mean, that's I mean he started off great. 
So, yeah, he's. I mean, from, he did like he's doing like Jersey Boys, Jay Edgar, Hereafter, some movies. I'm not that down with. I don't know. I'm not saying he's bad, but we'll we'll have to see. He may be waning. Is all I'm saying. Bruce coming out. Bruce. Bruce waning. Speaking of Bruce, I got a new cat. <sighs> I got a cat, and and I named him the Bruce. Yeah. I hate, to, I hate to tell you, he's a rescue. Why did you... He's, he's a rescue. Yeah, rescue. Like you rescued him from your backyard? Or burning building. He's a rescue, yeah. Congratulations. Rescue. I didn't go to... Well, do they have, have cat mills? <laughs> I don't know if they do I, that. I, hopefully that would be just a mill cat. You need a <laughs> just to make uh, cat food out of cats. Soylent Green is made of cats. No, I went to this um, whiting animal control. This lady like runs it out of a garage or super underfunded, blah, blah, blah. My wife found it. She was nuts about it. We went there, got a cat, sight on scene. Uh, named him the Bruce. That's why I said that because you brought that up. But I had this thought. He came home, brought this cat home, immediately synced up. The other cats don't have an issue with him, right? It, no, there's nothing on the floor. He uses a cat box, blah blah blah. It was the easiest transition in the entire world. You get a cat, you bring him home, you pet him, he's fine. This is why I will steal the argument now. Stop buying dogs. Dogs are no good. Just, just get cats. I hate cats. Just, just, just stop with the dogs, everybody. Stop with all of it. Nobody just needs to have an animal dogs. in their house, period. But if you do, get a cat. No. No more dogs. I know people are like, oh, I'm a dog person. I'm a cat person. Well, I'm telling you that I'm right and you're wrong. I used to be a dog person. Now I'm a no animal person. I don't, like I told you, it's disgusting. You gotta, people with cats, their cats walk across the top and... of their countertops. So and, what? On their table. What do you That's mean, so what? Deal. They shit deal. in a box and then dig it up. Or dig it, they shit bury in a box it. every once in a great while. Then they clean it up themselves. No, then they cough up hairballs. Stink up everything. They're loud. You got to walk on. Listen, you don't have to prove to me why you shouldn't have a dog. I could care less. I'm just saying, no animals. Now, no, I'll, I'll add it to this. People that love pit bulls, this started bugging me this week because I saw a couple pit bulls at that place. Of course, go to any place that's rescue, humane study, whatever. You always see a shitload of pit bulls because everybody thinks they're so cool. Uh, we got some people that moved in across the street from me. Their dog gets out. And lo and behold, what is it? A pit bull. And I know Wyler. It's always the animal. It's not the animal. It's the owners. And yeah, that's all fine and good. But just knock it off with the pit bulls. Let's stop it. It doesn't make you. Having a pit bull doesn't make you tough. I think people equate having a pit bull with making their junk bigger. I got a pit bull, so it must be huge, bro. Come at me, bro. I got a pit bull. I got three of them, bro. It doesn't. It doesn't help. And if you risk reward, the pros and cons of Pitbull, yeah, he can protect your house. He's maybe nice. Oh, the con, he might eat your kid's face off. Well, doesn't that kind of explain why you have a tiny little dog and you also have like a bunch of cats? I mean, that's sort of indicative. Because my junk is so huge that I don't even need. Yeah, I think is that what you're saying? No, I think it's it definitely uh, a, a reflection of your personality. You I'm know secure, what I mean? I'm secure, dude. I'm secure. I don't think you're secure at all. Yeah, that's why I have cats. If no, I wasn't no, no, secure, no, no. I'd be stocking up on Pitbulls. No, because and you be don't like Ed dogs. Hardy tattoos. You don't like, like look how manly I am. I don't, don't need it. No, I'm just, ultimately, I feel like uh, you're a cat person. Yeah, and that's that shows through. Yeah. You're less aggressive. You're not as an aggressive person. You're like a. I don't need to compensate with a dog. Is what I'm saying. Knock it I off. The who does? Just get rid everybody of everybody that has a pit. Just get rid of all dogs. I, I mean, good. I, I, all yeah. and then cats. No. Oh, no, they're, they're, I, I had you going. But. I, yeah, and all cats. Wait, hey, no, not my cats. Birds. Just, what about people that have birds? Dude, there was a story not too long ago in like the Northwest Indiana Times about, there was like this horrific story about this dude who had pit bulls. And they Didn't were, the cat they, eat some lady's face off? Maybe after she died. 
No. Who cares? She's already dead. Oh, yeah, maybe that was a. Yeah, a cat's ring- not going to attack orangutan. you while you're alive and eat your face off. If you did, that's a badass maybe cat. Maybe it was an orangutan. But it's always like some dude, like, oh, they, the dog never showed any signs of aggression and all of a sudden ate the whole family and the whole block. Literally ate the houses and the electric lines and the plumbing. It's like that. It's not worth it. No matter how cool your dog is. No. And and I was on YouTube. This dude has like 175 pound pit bulls. Like the, it's like the gingerbread house of Are pitbulls. you calling for the genocide of all canines? I'm not seeing the genocide. Here's what I'll do. Separatist? You, you, separate but equal. <laughs> you can have your pit bulls, but I'm saying no more. So in 30 years, yeah. Spay no and neuter your animals. Oh, just pit bulls and dogs. So... That dude that just adopted a pit bull, that's cool, but you got the last one, dude. So what do they do with the other ones? What do you mean? Like, that's it. Like, this is it. Like, they're not making it. They're limited edition. How do you do that? People are going to be dressing up like pit bulls at Comic-Cons because it's, like, rare. <laughs> they're going to be like, dude, what are you dressed up a cosplay, bro? I'm a pit bull cosplay. I can't get behind you on this. So last week I told everybody that uh, I wrote a blog post for the and I told you guys about it. And this week, unbeknownst to me, you wrote one. Mm-hmm. And I saw it when it got posted. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know you were even... What was what was your thought process? Were you like, well, if he's writing one, I'm writing one. You mean to start doing it? Yeah. Or were you I, approached? I wanted my, my I wanted to participate in the network. So I just figured everybody else that did a show was writing. And uh, I don't know. I did you ever wanted, write wanted, a blog in your whole life? I've never written anything. I don't even know how to uh, write or spell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never written anything in my life. So basically, you just felt like, hey, you know, I'm gonna contribute. I take Dave that back. I used to go to diners and smoke cigarettes <laughs> and drink coffee and write stuff in journals once in a while. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I never wrote a, a blog. I don't know how to do that. But it seemed like we're doing this website. I had an idea I was thinking about, so I just thought I'd give it a shot. It's not well written. I'm not a good writer. If you can find it at dot com, and your specific blog is under what was the name of it? Uh, I think it was. Um, First generation ADD and the obsessive uh, fandom and the problem with it or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know how it starts off. And then so I trail off. What? Just a short synopsis of what you're. Uh, a short synopsis of the article I wrote is I, I just had this thought about um, as I was watching a bunch of trailers and stuff for the Avengers and I was reading stuff on the Comic Con. It, it just occurred to me that that um, with a lot of these things that. A lot of these um, sci-fi, comic book, um, animation, a lot of that stuff, people get really, really into it. And they get really, really into Star Trek. Uh, and, I, and, and they get really, really into Star Wars and, and yada, yada. And I started to think these are all things that I thought I was into. You know, I grew up loving Star Wars. I grew up watching the same retro cartoons, He-Man and stuff that everybody else did. And I thought I liked them. But the more I would read other people's takes on it, I would go, oh, I guess, I guess not. I guess I just you start feeling of, inadequate. You're like, you don't even want to say you like it anymore because you then you yes. you don't want someone to throw the question out where you can't answer. And you're like, now I'm a up, fraud. I grew up. I've seen the Star Wars movies, you know, probably hundreds of times, but I don't know where they got their outfits from, and I don't know uh, how to test the midi chlorian level of a Jedi's bloodstream. And, and I started thinking about, well, why not? You know what I mean? Why do I just sort of like stuff? And then I started thinking about other things that I'm like that with craft beer. I enjoy it. I know how to brew beer, but I'm not open in a brewery anytime soon and I'm like that with everything so the whole article is kind of what separates somebody from going hardcore and making their own Loki costume to somebody who just occasionally reads comics which is what 
What do you mean? It's just it, basically. I don't it's, really it's, have the answer. I just know that I have some sort of internal governor that stops me once I get once I get so into something. I go, all right, throttle back, dude. It's getting weird. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's that you don't because it seems to me that you know you always you you give yourself like this limit of like I have there's other things that are always here. There's a level of like this is the stuff that I have to get done. Yeah, Which but is, I didn't always have kids, and I wasn't always I know, married. I was still I'm, the same Only the, the Ben that I know. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like you will run up to that point, and you'll be like, when this starts to infringe on this, that's where the line's at. Yeah, So you know what I mean? Point. Like, I'm not going to go over and above and, and start, you know, I can make a batch of beer, but I'm not going to convince myself that I could actually go into business because I have these other responsibilities. So I'm just going to dial it back at that point just, and move on to the next thing. You told me you were going to build a table the other day. Yeah, dude, I am going to build a table. And okay. then you decided that, fuck that, build a pub in your backyard. And you sent me a website that shows how to build a pub. And I was like, that is amazing. But Out I'm, of a shed. I'm, it's a, just I'm a sure prefabricated would, shed. I'm sure so. I would quit before I got that crazy. But I'm still waiting for one thing that I'm so into that I don't go, all right, dial it back, weirdo. You know what I mean? And that, that, that hasn't occurred I mean, it's yet. not guitar playing. It's not. Uh, I play guitar and I sing, but I never, but I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not Van Halen. I don't know my scales, you know, blindfolded. Um, I just play some, you know what I mean? And but what is it inside of you that I guess stops that's you from wanting? I don't I, really I, know. I, that's really? Yeah, I don't I mean, I know really that's know. what your article is about. And I'm, I'm saying like so much knocking, a little, I'm sort of poking fun at it, but I'm not really knocking how other people get so into shit. It's just sort of like, um, there's a lot of people that are probably like me that dabble in things and then kind of move on. You know what I mean? Like I know how to do, a, I know how to do a lot of things a little bit. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, that's it. But I'm not really good at anything. And I would argue it's better to know just two things and kick ass at them. That's probably better, but that's just not how I've went about my life. So, so I'm like, I thought I was kind of a nerd, but I guess not. So what separates that and that's what it's just sort of thought provoking thing. But I guess the term nerd is you're you're using I throw that it out as, flippantly, but as yeah. yeah as part of if you go overboard in these categories you're a nerd. But if you were a guy who is Eddie Van Halen a nerd since he went you know all the way with his guitar playing and, and dedicated you know what I mean so many I would hours. Say, yeah, if it didn't involve like glamour cool and women and stuff, you know what I mean? Because nothing's nerdy about. Uh, arenas that are packed with women and you know that's not okay what about the guy what about the guy that developed facebook you don't think that guy was getting all kind of women and also um do i think he was a nerd before or now what do you mean no i'm saying like with his stardom coming by way of technology and does that mean he's not a nerd because he did have the glitz and the glamour and the women and i don't know that one's hard to say i'm guessing you're a nerd if you were that but it certainly paid off so it's a good deal but you had brought up the thing of like fantasy football and like why isn't that nerdy and i say it is oh it's just uh, there's a bunch of other and i think i tried to write a response but like i said i don't write well and answer well you know on paper i'd more um, uh, 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 you know a run-on kind of talker but i would say that fantasy football people are huge nerds it's D&D for jocks. I didn't make that up. I've heard people right. say that before. It's D&D for jocks. But the only reason it's not viewed as nerdy because the, is the guys that weren't that nerdy and you know that played football and didn't seem nerdy in high school are like are high-fiving you. Like, fantasy football's okay. Well, I think when you say that why it's not deemed as nerdy, that's by the guys who play it. Because a guy like me who I have played it, but I would absolutely say that you know, I played it for fun. I played it for the purpose of gambling, but yet I was willing to lose the money I put in the pot. I wasn't You're saying like, hey, still, right? yeah, I wasn't willing. I wasn't saying like, hey, here's a couple hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever the, the, you know, my stake was. 
and saying I have to go all out and my whole life revolves around figuring out a way to win, I still looked at it was if, if you put in so much money to where you're going to lose everything if you don't win, then you have nothing but... You, you would have no excuse but to find out every subtle nuance. However, the guys that play a $25 or free league that spend every waking moment, I would contend that those people are nerds. I don't care if, they, if they're if they football players or they like football or they wear a well, that's, jersey. But that's just Kevin a le- Smith wears a jersey. But, well, so he, what? He was a nerd. Right. But that's like a different... He also likes hockey. That doesn't that, take away that he's a nerd. That's like a... just. I think you're just talking about an obsession level. I don't... Fantasy football doesn't seem as nerdy because I don't think you're doing it quietly, like in your mom's. I like the the stereotypes that arise from a lot of truth is like that you're doing it by yourself in your basement and there's no women involved ever. Well, I don't keep bringing up the women thing, but it sort of correlates nerd. I mean, I don't know. I could tell you that first of all, nobody plays D and D by themselves, so that doesn't happen. When I say by themselves, I mean. Just with only dudes. Guys. See, that, that's what it comes <laughs> yeah. down to for you. If there's no girls involved, or let's it just say this. plays a role. Girls that you deem are worthy of, you know what I mean? Like a certain yeah. class of girls. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're getting at. I guess it makes me sound shallow, but yeah, I'm not the old, dude, I'm the only person that thinks that. No, you're that, not, but you're arguing that, that point. That's... Downstairs going like, I'm the dungeon master this time. No, I have my, I have my dwarf card. But I think I argued that same thing where I was talking about heavy metal, where people say like, well, that's demonic. And you're like, it's absolutely not demonic. It's just music. And like for anybody to say, kill your mother, kill your father. like that's always the same thing people say whenever they say punk or heavy metal is like, kill your mother, kill your that's no, that has nothing to do with anything. Well, if you took a group of people that played fantasy football, which right. I deem are kind of nerdy, and a group of people that played D&D, and they were in a dark alley and they met each other, which one would pee themselves? You're, you're taking too long. You well, know I mean, you know I, damn well with the answer Yeah, be, because it's, it's yeah. I, I, so I one group's probably going to be more nerdy. And that's Just because fine. you can that's physically overtake point. somebody, you're nerdy, you're less, you're Certainly more. That? Okay, no women. You can't protect yourself physically. You are say we, there's we, no are women. Are we drawing a nerd yet, at least? I would I would tell you that back, you know, when I was growing up, there probably I didn't know anybody who played D&D with a girl ever. And that's something that not that it was nobody wanted a girl to play because I think it adds a different element, but sure. The fact is is that when you they didn't, they didn't know anything. Nowadays, girls probably, you know, are just as uh involved in in video game playing or gaming or whatever and and uh, RPGs and, and you know card games yeah. and you know all that stuff as much as dudes. That's because that that's because there's less men getting churned out of <laughs> out of our mill. There's less I, men getting churned out, so that's just an, a byproduct of that. Cuz you know cuz no one's doing important shit. We've been over that a million times, you know what I mean? That's why I want to build a table. And this isn't just a call to arms like, "Oh, you guys that you wasn't that a, wasn't even the you point could build of what a D&D table." That <laughs> never. That wasn't the point of what I, my point was like why do I stop before I get so into something? And I had I knew some people that played D&D and I wasn't like you guys are huge dorks, but I just never I was like I'm not going to spend that much time like everything else. I'm not getting that into it. Yeah, and I, I don't think that has you're afraid to, to like go over the edge and be considered a nerd. I think it's just you have a commitment issue. You want to do it. It didn't interest me. You just have a commitment issue. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just didn't want it to be like a call to arms. Like I'm just name calling. Uh, most of my friends growing up were nerds. You know what I mean? But no. And, yeah, and me too. I'm saying it's not. I don't. <laughs> Thank you. I, that's fine. I just we've been I, circling this drain for I fifteen just, minutes. I've never said I wasn't nerdy. That's fine. Uh, my thing is just like there. I think that there's something, and maybe we can check our midi chlorine levels. Uh, there's something that separates people like me from people that go like, 
I'm going to get the proper leather and boil it to make this Game of Thrones costume. Yes, I had a. I used an old night costume that was a Halloween costume as a it's, joke. I'll tell you what. As a you joke, told, I keep posting cosplay. this every time you drop the term nerd. I know. I keep posting this picture of Ben wearing yeah, a night costume when he went to see the premiere episode of Game of Thrones. I went to my brother's and like as a however like as a gas, I wore a night costume walking in. Like, isn't this? Funny? I would say that. And maybe it is funny, and I think that at some level, in order to anyone who's like your will for anybody who who is funny has has you have to get out of your comfort zone and do something really wacky, you know. But yeah, I would tell costume. you that you asked me at what point does this well dry up, and I a guy like me says never because you look like a total douchebag, and regardless of if you yeah, but I never thought I looked I ta- cool, but I take the it people out that of douchebags wear it and they go like check me out, this is like hey uh madame my lady, but that's you you have my lord your experience was in your context, I wasn't there, and I'm using it in my yeah. context, so when I look at it or I post it, I'm letting right. the I'm just telling the world You're posting it out of context every time, right? You know the whole yeah, world. I know that, uh huh. But the fact of the matter is, is I expect that. If I ever wore that and you caught me in that, whether it be for a joke or not, that it would be humiliating for me. I, I mean, I guess if you're going to be paranoid that every picture <laughs> is taken out of context, yeah, then you should be a little bit. Well, I mean, so whatever. But and just to put a, a, a cap on it, I would argue that being super obsessed about stuff is what makes people successful. So it's probably also what's made me not <laughs> that successful. So I'm not saying like, I'm better than you because I do it this way. No, quite the opposite. But just how come I'm not that I feel like you, you need to commit to your point. Just like you're not committing to being a nerd, uh-huh. and just jump off that bridge, man. What do you mean? Just say, hey, you guys are nerds, and I'm not a nerd, and what I and I don't, you know what I mean? I feel like you're 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 dabbing, you're you're dipping your toe in but the I waters. I don't have a problem with nerds, and if I say like, here's why I'm not a nerd, that sounds pompous, and I'm not thinking that. Well, when you say I don't have a problem with nerds, that right there says that you feel there's a difference the between you here's and nerds. Thing. Here's the thing: there's a difference between me and super. Super right. nerdy. I, I, I will. I will. Agree. Nerdy. That's really great, right? Because everybody, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm a nerd at this. There's yeah, but there's a distinct difference between me and the people who make their own. Uh, I mean, I would consider that if I asked you a question or I made a comment about Game of Thrones, which I believe is a super nerdy show, that you would know. You'd be like, "Well, in the book, that didn't happen." Super nerdy, huh? Game of Thrones isn't a super nerdy show. I consider that it is. Well, you're wrong. But you would be able to tell me specific stuff that you know from the book that's not, or be like, that's not consistent. Suckling, that didn't happen. Or wait till goose. next season. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So yeah. I think that you did go out of your way. Those, those, committing yourself to those books alone is, is, that's a huge commitment. I think reading the books, not nerdy. Collecting all the figurines, nerdy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So super nerd to regular nerd? Yes. Wait, all right. Let's drop it there. That's fine. Yeah. Let's right. do that. I don't mean drop it. I mean, I wrote an article last week, which you may or may not have seen, which was talking about an office space. I had this idea in my head. Uh, I just got crazy one morning, and I had this idea that I needed an office space in order to uh, be creative outside of my house. And it was met with uh, eh, lukewarm. Dude, I build you an office space. Then I'll feel good about myself. <laughs> You'll have a space to be. I'm trying to get my wife to let me build one of those sheds. You know, yeah, but I got to build it. It's right. important to me. Um, so like I said, it got a, it got a, uh, a lukewarm response. I mean, some people thought I was just uh, completely insane and other people thought that, uh, you know, they agreed with the basic idea behind my insanity, which was that everybody needs an opportunity and a place in order to be creative completely in a vacuum. That's yeah. where I feel you can be the most creative. I don't know that that's the case. Cause I don't have that. I don't have an office space. I don't have that spot to try. So this week, uh, I wrote another, article or blog post, which is basically, 
I was looking through the TV or the computer or something, and I got reminded of this movie I saw as a kid called Cloak and Dagger that I was obsessed with. And have you ever seen it? No. Okay. That see, I think it's a Disney movie, so I'm surprised that you you didn't see this. It's it 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 has uh, the kid who played Elliot uh, from E. T. Oh yeah, good. and it has Dabney Coleman. The kid, you mean the big eighties from Legends of the Fall? Is that the same guy? Samuel. I don't know. I didn't see yeah. that movie. But why well, you got to keep bringing up Brad Pitt? Anyway, uh, so this kid has an, he his dad's away. His mom died. His dad's busy at work all the time. So he creates this imaginary friend, which is Dabney Coleman, which. That's all sorts of weird, but, uh, and him and Dabney Coleman play like a spy game where they, uh, he believes him and Dabney Coleman are, are spies and are being chased and it eventually becomes reality. So that's the basis of this movie. Mm. And I remember as a kid being obsessed with the idea that I was being followed or wanting to be excited by the fact that maybe I had, uh, some microfilm or, you know, something like that. Yeah. There was somebody looking to chase that. That's, it was an exciting, but does idea. it have to be followed in a, in a big sense, like a government agency after you, Yeah, I guess because I guess chase. No, 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 no. It has okay. to be some, it, it, listen, if I'm being followed by some Rukins down an alley, not, not appealing in any way, shape yeah. or form. I'm talking about people that are surveilling you from a distance, not anybody that's doing anything up close and personal or perverted. I'm talking about no. long eye watching you, and you know that you're in a mall and you, you're going past somebody on an escalator. Oh, is that, is, does he know? You know what I mean? That, that sort of idea, that concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was sort of written, like you said, in a stream of consciousness from the perspective of a small child. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah. then written from the, pers- the brain of a small child, but from the perspective of an adult. Okay. Oh, we are talking about your article. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. It was so, a, so a paranoid small child. This whole, what I did was I wrote an ad on Craigslist and man, I wish I had it up. I wish I could, I could get it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. So (laughs) tough crowd. (laughs) The, uh, the basis of the article that, or the basis of the ad that I put on Craigslist was I was asking for somebody to, uh, follow me around, but in conjunction with just following me, I thought, you know what? I have, I tell a lot of, I love to tell stories. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. And there's a guy, there's a guy named W.W. Bochamp from one of my favorite movies, which is The Unforgiven. And basically what he's doing is W, there's a guy named English Bob in this movie. It's another, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. And this guy, English Bob hires this W.W. Bochamp to follow him around and basic, follow him around and basically scribe everything he does and write down his origin story all the way up to present day. And he's going to uh, have this shootout or whatever with little Bill Daggett. Little Bill ends up killing English Bob, and then W.W. Bochamp says, well, hell, I'm already writing a book. I'll just write it about you now. Well, at the end of the movie, Clint Eastwood's character comes in and uh, shoots Little Bill Daggett. Special needs Tom Hardy. (laughs) So now the author basically has a full story, and his story goes from writing a story about English Bob to writing a story about English Bob that ends with Little Bill Daggett to writing a story about his experience writing a story about English Bob, right. who was killed by Little Bill Daggett, who eventually gets killed by William Money or Muni, however you want to pronounce it, the Clint Eastwood character. Brooklyn. Uh, so I thought to myself, what would be better than to have somebody follow you and have that guy document all your stories? Because I feel like you ever have a whole different vein. That's like not a paranoid follow. That's like a. Well, it uh, started out as one thing, and that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. No, so I like how you got there. You. 
imagine all the stories you tell just in, in a daily you, things pop in your head or you're with a buddy and he, he goes, Oh, you remember the time? And you have this, and then he, yeah. then you tell yeah. the story. No, you tell it better. Yeah, yeah. And you tell the story and you tell that story and you don't remember that story again until you run into that same guy six months later and you have nothing new to talk about. And he brings up that story again and you have that story again. What would be better than to have a guy that basically stays in the shadows and follows you around and writes down all your best moments? Sort of like, remember when Kramer sold his stories? Yeah, yeah. To Mr. Peterman? Yeah. So I had this idea that I was going to search somebody out on Craigslist in Chicago. Uh, So I put an ad in Craigslist, um, basically asking for someone to follow me around day to day for zero money. The conditions are so hilarious. Um, And I will will put that up on a Facebook page. But I, I, I advise them that I would not be paying them. That they could not stay anywhere near my home. Yet another passion project for the Hey My Man podcast. That, yes, it would have to be, basically they would have to sit in silence while I did my daily things. And when I met, had lunch with my friends, they would need to bring a sack lunch for themselves or, you know, I wouldn't pay them for their lunch. But they would have to just document and scribe any stories I told. And then I would maybe give time for them to sit down and I would tell them stories. Side note. what if They would they also have... get to stay in a hotel during the nights and put their notes into a computer in their downtime. Are you going to push the issue if they have something that's super, uh, that is super annoying to you? What do you like mean? say they wear, uh, what do you hate? You hate those stupid hats, right? A derby. Or, no, because you know what? It's a third. What if he has a beard and, and a super tight shirt and a silly hat. Are you I mean, like, I feel like I can't write my stories if you're going to dress like that. I guess I never thought about that, but I, I sort of looked at it as like a third wall sort of thing where I just have to imagine that they're they're following me. So I'm not really interacting with them. Right, but you want them to get the real you. And is the real you going to come out if you're constantly annoyed yeah. by their lucky charm I shirt? mean, if most of the the dudes I hang around with in my real life that are my real troop friends growing up, uh-huh. they would probably be like, what's this weird beard dude hanging out? And then I would, would I would say omit that part of the story. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah, you, that, yeah, that's yeah. not important to the story. I don't okay. need to know anything about him. All right. He's not important. In fact, right. I might have him ghostwrite even under a fake name so he gets So zero. if he decided to dress really, steampunk while he followed you around, you have to notice that. just not. takes too much of the story. It just it takes too much of the, uh, the Be like, dude, knock it off. Me. This isn't about you. Right. Okay. I did tell him that I had a pool to entice him. And then you asked me, are you letting some, <laughs> are you, enti- are you, Saying that you would let someone use your pool, and no, when it came down to it, I would just make an excuse why the pool was unavailable. Say I could put the shock in. So Ben scoffed at me and said, "There is no way in hell anybody's actually going to reply to this uh, ad," and he was wrong. And I I did start getting some replies (laughs) that people that are very interested in following me around for zero money to document my story. and I don't want to give away the ending just yet because there's a to be continued at the end of the article. So I will just tell you this. I will uh, write this second part of the article. Read that first article and then you will see what happens uh, where the story ends. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by uh, myself, Ben, and a uh, bottle of Knob Creek Single Barrel Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You know, I saw a bunch of stuff this week. Um, I actually did more watching than normal, but I feel like we've kind of already talked about stuff, so I'll, I won't I won't bring that up. But I will tell you that is it I, news related? No, I just I've, I've caught up on HBO things oh. and stuff like that, mm. and I just I don't know if you want to keep hashing out movies over and over. But I did want to talk about real quick. Um, I had a few issues. I know I'm socially awkward, yet can't stop ever going in public. But I went to the Shed Aquarium in Chicago today, and it was it was awesome. 
it was actually really really cool. The wife didn't come. It was <laughs> that's not why it's cool, but it was it was some, some of my my cousins and whatnot, and myself and my son, and I brought him out. But uh, everybody was on their phone taking pictures of their kids the whole time, which is normal. But I was almost afraid that people thought I was one of those people. But I was constantly on my phone jotting down notes of stuff I wanted to talk about later. So everyone's there going like... Your kid's posing, but you're not taking like, any... Smile by the dolphins. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I got to write, write, write. Why, if you wore a wetsuit for your living, would you not lay off the carbs? Let me ask you, though. If you had somebody following you around where you could just say, hey... Oh, note, it'd note, be great. Note to self via you. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I would just say, hey, podcast thought. Uh, right. Uh, what's with all the tablets at Shed? And he'll go, what do you mean? I go, just that'll be enough. I can, that's enough for me to jump off. Just, And I hate to throw this back to Seinfeld, but do you remember when Kramer had the guy who was his personal assistant for Kramerica? Yes. That's exactly what I'm envisioning for me. Yes. Yeah. You know, where great. he would call you and be like, uh, you know, Ben, uh, Dave wants to set up a lunch appointment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you have to go through him for right. everything. Well, I had this thought, though. When you go to the shed or or um, field museum or science industry or zoo, for that matter, it used to be those old kind of crummy looking because they were made in the 70s. But there were signs and they would say, you know, these fossilized bones came from blah, blah, blah. Or, or this fish is from the Amazon rivers, blah, blah. Well, now, to be current and up-to-date, they have, like, these touchscreen tablet-type things everywhere. You know, they can't go anywhere. They're on a post, but instead of it just be something that kids won't read and will just go past and look at the turtle and keep walking, to entice them, everything's electronic now. But what, what has happened is the kids don't care about what's in that water. All they care about is touching the buttons on the tablet. Because they're trying now. to turn it off and get to a video game. Yeah, they're trying to find Angry Birds. Right. So I'm trying to show my kid. I'm like, look, there's a hammerhead. What year do you think this is? Nobody's playing Angry Birds anymore, but go on. Okay. Well, I'm like trying to show them like, look, it's, a, it's a, a, a deep sea turtle. It's amazing. This thing is X amount of years old. And he's just touching the button, trying to push the light up stuff. And I'm like, what? why? This isn't, this isn't helping. Definitely like, not. There's technology, and then there's let's go to the museum or the zoo or whatever. It's not necessary. I would just argue that it's making it worse because I'm looking around, and all the parents are reading this stuff on top and going, oh, wow, these are actually reptiles. They're not mammals. I thought they were that's interesting. And all the kids are, like, picking their nose and pushing the buttons and, like you said, just trying to find Frogger on this game system. That you know seems I mean? a bit more relevant. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, my son just keeps saying, like, where is Q-Bird? And, and he's, he's pushing it and he's flipping to the next thing. And I, I had to tell him, I said, look, Zaxxon isn't on there. You're never going to find it. Um, so I had that thought. Knock it off with the tablets. I know... That and that's, uh, they go on donations too, right? So people are donating thousands and millions of dollars. Blah. blah. That's a huge, it's a little bit of a leap, but to collectively, right? Collectively, okay. people are putting thousands. <laughs> they're putting hundreds and billions. You know, they're putting trillions. <laughs> the national deficit could be cut out if we just blew up one of these museums. But people are donating all these, all this money. Let's not waste it on more tablets, okay? All right, moving on. My second thought, and this is uh. Well, this was kind of funny too. They have an episode there, or they have an exhibit there called uh, like Wild River, Deep Wild River. Some movie that Reese Witherspoon was in. Well, you're going through Amazing it. Amazing that you didn't write that down, but no, <laughs> I wrote poor Filipinos, and I'll tell you why. It's supposed to be just a jumping off point. Yeah, it's. I, I said that's enough. If I had a guy next to me, I'd write, "Hey, Filipinos don't have money." What does that mean? Just, just write it. And that's what I'm saying. It's better that you were able to write that down instead of verbalizing that. So right. So um. What it is is they're showing like, hey, in the Philippines, um, 
they're trying to show look this is the resources that they have and they showed all the indigenous plant life and all the aquatic you know all the sea uh, sea life and that and that stuff was cool but in the side exhibit that none of the kids were looking at or reading because they were too busy pushing the tablets it was like in the philippines um they they recycle everything they use these old seven up pot bottles and they put lamps and they use them for lights when they're in the river and they're getting fish and, and in the philippines they actually they actually take these old gutters and they tie them up and they use them like shoes when they go in the water and they had all these things but each exhibit i looked over at my cousin and i was like why don't they just write like poor filipinos that's i felt i you know i felt bad and, and i wasn't making fun of them but the whole exhibit was like hey if these people had money they'd use real fishing poles but, but they're lo- able to 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 recycle reuse and and and, and be ingen- ingenuitive and creative yeah but i feel like it, yeah no i agree that's with where you. they're going right. they're like look look they can use these these seven up bottles to to light their way throughout the nighttime but i feel like what they're saying is like as there's like you know five guys in, in Hammond at any given moment using an apple to smoke weed out of. <laughs> right. Well, I'm like you know what? Maybe if we didn't buy all these tablets, we could buy the Filipinos some LED lighting right. somewhere. Maybe that would help them out. And it was like, yeah, instead of you know they have to fish and they have to use these rounded off things. And I'm like, but buy them a fishing pole. What's the problem? You, you made a whole exhibit about how Filipinos don't have any money. I'm not saying that. I'm sure a handful of them do. But you made this whole exhibit about how they get by. But it's like this exhibit costs. Tons and tons of money to make. Just don't make the exhibit. Tell us about it. Put it on a tablet. Put it on a commercial between when these kids are playing um, Excite Bike, right? Because I know that's what the kids do. Put it on a commercial between that while they're playing Excite Bike, and then just say, "Hey, we donated a bunch of fishing poles and some real lighting instead of that." But I thought it was so funny because every single every, you go to the next window and it's like the Filipinos instead of food they eat sand, and it's <laughs> hey instead of water the Filipinos have to. Uh, you know, just bash their head against a coconut tree until they get dizzy and forget they're thirsty. And I'm like, this is, this is not nice at all. You guys shouldn't even be telling us that. But uh, my favorite part, and this is going to kind of stay with an Asian theme, I had this thought too. Because when you go to any major, any major city, uh, you see people of, of all different, you know, it's a melting pot. And I, I, I love that about it. It's great. But the thing is this. All the parents had their phones out. And, uh, you know, my, my, my cousin and, and, and his wife uh, included when, hit more his wife but the point is everyone's taking pictures of their kids non-stop and they're all following them around but the, the most that i saw the majority of it is there was a lot of people of asian descent it, people of asian descent stereotypically have been known to take a lot of photographs i don't know if you've heard i this. think that's just japanese people i don't think that's all Asians. you think chinese people take photos a lot just i know i think that if you're talking strictly stereotypes i don't think it's all asian people i think it's just japanese people okay I, I, and this is, I'm going to come back around to, to this. My if I have my stereotypes right. My heart's in the right spot on this because what I was thinking is, is they're all taking a ton, like a ton of photos too. And it's every single exhibit stop and selfie in the one. There's a group of people that had, I'd never seen one. I've always heard about them. They had the selfie stick. Their cam- oh, you really saw one of those in real really life? Saw it, yeah. Their camera was on a, or not their phone was on a stick and no, no joke. Every, I don't mean like full exhibit. I mean like every Basically, every window that they would go to to look at fish, selfie stick was coming out. And, yeah, I made it to point to, to photobomb a bunch of them, sure. But the thought that I had was, since I saw everyone else doing it also, just not to the extent that everyone else was doing it, I thought, where do all our electronics come from normally, right? I mean, all of our really good electronics are when we buy them in bulk. Eastern Europe. Okay. Well, <laughs> where else? Would there be a second... But you know what I'm saying. Yes. We, we get a lot of of uh, Japanese electronics in, in uh, right. You know, China, Japan. China. Okay. 
Um, I was trying to go Japanese because you said that. I, I, no, they're known to take pictures. I don't know that they're known to make. Okay, well, whoever makes all the electronics China. over there, right? My point is, maybe people have been like teasing. They've got the stereotype of like they're always taking photos, and and like it's, you know what I mean. They've gotten stuck with that 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 stigma. But my thing is, maybe they're just twenty years ahead. We're all following our kids with phones. Maybe we laughed before because look, these people are constantly taking photos, right? They're kind of look photos everywhere. Oh, photos everywhere. Well, now we're doing it too. They were just doing it better. I think it's just you know. Let me give you an analogy. When you go to California, you see. I think I'm clear, but go ahead. You see, uh, break it down. When you go to California, you'll see haircuts and you'll see fashion on women, and then a good five to ten years later, in the Midwest, you will see those haircuts and those fashions. There's a trickle effect. It takes time for it to get past the Rust Belt. It does. I mean, like yeah, black I mean, Chicago people with music, <laughs> right? Like Chi- they came up with everything that was great, and, and then slowly, <laughs> slowly, everyone, we pretended it, it was ours. Yeah, Justin Bieber's and and the Vanilla right. Ice is slowly, slowly stolen the Elvises and Eminem's, but um, it takes time for that to trickle, right? Well, it's this. I think it's the same thing with this picture taking and this social. I don't know about social media, what they do, but all the picture taking and, and, and the constant everything is documented by video and audio. I think it's just taking time to trickle from there to here. How say you? I'm confused. And I think it's a knob creed, to be honest. Really? You. <laughs> You're confused at what? I- no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's all a huge waste of time because how often do you go back and look at any of these pictures anyway? But Besides they, putting I know, up- but are they taking so many more pictures than everybody else? Or are they just doing it? Oh, no, they're absolutely taking so many more it. pictures of everything. But I think the well, thing they're just is, ahead of the curve look at, on the selfies. I think Europeans and people from other countries. <laughs> most ignorant take on anything ever. <laughs> I think. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think people from other countries like Europe and, and, and Asia tend to travel more abroad than Americans do. At least any Americans I know. If I went to Japan. You better believe I'd be taking pictures of me in front of every single thing there was. The thing is, is I don't go anywhere. Mm. So I've been to Chicago a billion times in my life. I've been to Indianapolis a so ton of times. You're just talking it up to tourism. Yeah. I mean, because I don't go anywhere and do anything exciting. What's there, Why would I take a picture every time I go to Millennium Park by the Bean? Which I do, but I don't understand why I do it. <laughs> so why here's are we, me in why front are of the Bean in 2014. It? Here's me in front of the Bean in 2015. Hey, here's me inside the Bean. Oh, look, here's me and my kid at six months. Here we yeah, are at eight months. I, I don't understand why. I mean, if you don't have kids, there's no reason to ever document so your slow decline vacation. toward death. Yeah, yeah. For What's sure. our excuse? Oh, I think just now more than ever, you know, parents are raising their kids to believe that they're important. So you want to document, hey, I was here. This may be worth something at some point to somebody. So the more predominantly American, you know, the people that have Americanized. I'll be real honest with you. I probably have a friends on Facebook mm. and I follow probably 12 people. I've mm. unfollowed pretty much everyone. This is how this is crazy. So I you follow them on Facebook. You mean? Yeah, but you don't have Facebook, so you don't understand the concept. Mm. So basically what this, what, what it means is I'm friends with you. Mm. And, it, and when you friend someone, it automatically you follow their timeline. So if you were to write something, it would show up on my, I would see it that you like, wrote it. Like Twitter. But okay. what I do is I go and I unfollow, I have friends with everybody. But what they don't know is I really don't know what's going on in their world because I shut their timeline off. So unless I seek their page they know out, no, they, they, no, they'll never, they don't know. So the thing is, is really, I only am, mm. there, there's only a couple You're still people, friends with them. You just don't follow them. Yeah. They don't know that. So I really don't see, cause my wife okay. will come home and be like, Oh my God, did you see what so-and-so put up? Like, mm, no, I didn't. No, I don't, do I don't care. So 
when you ask me why are all these people taking pictures of narcissism. Yeah, but but do you think that we're just behind the curve? No. No. I think that they're taking pictures for the purposes of they're exploring the world. That's why they speak so many different languages. Mm-hmm. Why they're so much ahead. Of, they're so Damn far it, ahead I of us. I wish I would have thought. I definitely knew they were ahead of us, but I wish I would have thought of that. Anyway. You know what I mean? I, 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 I could be wrong. No, but I'm usually that not. makes more sense. They're here on vacation. Of course they're taking pictures. But still, they're taking a ton of pictures. But like, I was just thinking, I was like. Now, if you said that Hispanic people, I'd say no, because, I mean, I don't, there's not that many Asian people in Chicago. But, but no one ever goes like, there's a group of Hispanic that was a people joke. taking a bunch of. <laughs> Taking a bunch of photographs again, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, I, I, no one that's not that doesn't hold up. It's not because it's it's just not. The, but it's I'm not just true. Europeans though. It doesn't happen. Europeans do. So you'll see people from Germany or from France or from Italy when they're here, they take pictures of everything. So you go all like, the time. oh, here comes a group of Germans with a bunch of cameras. Yes. They go, they're gonna come on. How many? T- Listen, if you're from oh, Germany, oh, there goes Frenchman and his camera. Yeah, no, no, no that's that's on. not the stereotype. But I'm saying if you see it's not stereotype, it's not if true. you see white people doing it, it's because they're on vacation or because they're making a Facebook status. I don't do it because, again, I've already had my picture in front of the bean. I don't need to take another so, one. So, dig. We're all on vacation with ourselves all the time, and we're so proud. I usually just sit dig on my couch. <laughs> I'm seeing the and, rest and, of us. The rest of us that are chasing our toddlers around going, <laughs> look at the camera. Smile, smile, you little son of a bitch. You've got me to to go out to Pizza Hut buffet and now into the uh the fun flatables but yeah. other than that all my shell all my I don't need a selfie it. stick cuz I'm laying down I just hold the camera over my head but you can get a further away angle I don't know I just it was look I know it's not profound but I just had this thought cuz I saw a group of Asian people taking a ton of photos and then I saw a bunch of white moms chasing around and I go well maybe it's not just them I should have guessed they're on vacation but uh I was like maybe they've just been doing it for a while and we're just starting to do it you know what I mean? And it, you know what I mean? You Wrong. know what I'm saying? No? Okay. All right. Just throw that in the hopper of ideas. That's possible. Well, you learn something new every day. But I wrote, in regards to Asian photograph stereotypes, are they just ahead of us and we're all going that way? <laughs> that was my thing. That and poor Filipinos. I know it all sounded bad. It's a great title for an album. Well, I smelled up a gym bag to the point of my wife threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Did she, Let me ask you. You should have asked her, does it smell better or worse than the inside of your car? She said it was the same, but like concentrated. And here's what happened. Um, I worked out at the gym. I, I actually, it was like a long, hard workout. Day. I, I, I ran and lifted. And it wasn't like one of those workout sweat looking. It's just a cotton shirt, right? And I sweat, I sweat the sucker up. Like I, I drenched it, right? It was so, well, it was so wet to the, to the point to where I have a little spot in my gym bag that is, uh, it's like lined with, uh, it almost looks like that thermal heat. It's something that it will, the water won't get everywhere in my back, right. right? So I shoved it in there, and I zipped it up. It was tight, and it was all sweaty and soaking. I, st- I forgot it was there. And this was a month ago, probably oh, a month ago. God. But it was packed up, and and I, I know I've been accused of this before, and fine. But even if you're not a super smelly dude, if you work out hard in a T-shirt, ball it up, cram it in a spot in a bag, and then zip it up, it was able to ferment like a fine... Belgian ale, man, for a good 30 days. I forgot it was there, and she was doing some laundry the other day, washing my stuff. And she opens this bag, and she's like, I I wanted to vomit. I wanted to throw up. She said she threw it outside, and she threw my bag outside. And she's like, I'm just going to buy you a new gym bag. It's over. It's over. So she And I was like, whoa, I mean, what that happens to a lot of them. She's like, no, it was the same as the car, but just like like tripled down. It was like the car times 10. So So your natural odor is not appealing to your wife. Yeah. I thought that whatever I put out was supposed to entice her. It doesn't entice her. It makes her spend money and get angry at me. So 
It sounds like you had an eventful week. Hey, thanks for listening. That was episode 98 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next week. Later. Later.